the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. It's Wednesday, September 1st. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. So, uh, first of all, folks, very stormy weather in, uh, in store, it would seem, for the next 24, possibly 36 hours. Heavy, heavy rain and flooding coming our way. Just a horrendous way to end August, but also uh, begin September. But I want to touch on, <clears throat> obviously, we're going to talk on the Biden situation. The president's approval ratings have plummeted. I saw some interesting uh, articles where a lot of people feel, or at least his people feel, with the ever-changing news cycle that as much as he's getting a lot of bad press for Afghanistan, which he is, and rightfully so, that it's not going to stick, that it'll move on, and that ultimately, as much as people uh, feel that he handled it poorly, uh, the, with, you know, the evacuation, leaving some people behind, some various things like that, a lot of those images will start to fade, and you know, people will focus more on COVID, which is still a problem, and send uh, evictions and the economy and some other things. But I, I want to start off just on the situation with Governor McKee, who, especially for, for this audience, um, where he was the mayor of Cumberland, and uh, obviously has a number of people that work uh, work and worked on his staff who are from the northern part of the state. And, you know, the, the governor took over in March, and uh, Governor McKee, I found in some ways refreshing, very different than Governor Raimondo, has a good way about him. I can see why he's been success, uh, successful. Um, seems to be very earnest, has a way about him that you can feel you're getting a real answer. That obviously has changed the past two weeks with the problems with his former now chief of staff, uh, former police chief of Cumberland, Tony Silva, who um, <clears throat> some problems for the McKee uh, campaign or administration, I should say, is just the Tony Silva news is not going to evaporate. I I think he, that guy I think he's in trouble. I don't know him. It seems now I'm never I'm really not going to know him. Um I I I think he is in trouble. Uh and again, I I'm not saying you know, locked up prison, but I I think he's going to face a lot of scrutiny and could end up facing some kind of a charge with this whole land deal. But Governor McKee, um at some point you know, the, the whole thing of uh, the Wizard of Oz, of you're not in Kansas anymore, he, he has got to realize you're not in Cumberland anymore because of, you know, yesterday I asked the question about, w w my question basically was like, are you going to tell the people of Rhode Island when you have to go in and be questioned by the Attorney General and the State Police? And the governor, I, again, I can't get into his mind. He seemed a little surprised by it um well you know if i'm called obviously i would go and uh i and and it, he he is a he is like the in some ways one of the a pivotal witness in this whole thing um obviously the mayor of cumberland he's so far has come out seemingly very well but it's a lot more than that um i was kind of taken back that the governor seemed surprised like why would that be news that the governor of the state has to go and sit down with the attorney general's office and the state police and answer questions on the Tony Silva matter. That would be, I mean, I would do a live feed on that. That will be complete wall-to-wall -wall coverage, and, and it becomes almost like a what they call a perp walk situation. The cameras are all right there, and uh, the cameras are clicking, and the, you know, the photographers and people are shouting questions. You would think he's going on trial. <clears throat> so again... I, I don't know enough about it's either the governor, whoever is giving him advice or whoever he's listening to. 
if he's listening to anyone, they're certainly not serving him well. Because then I also asked him, and has he sought legal counsel? And he said, oh, I, I don't even, I don't know why I would need to go in with an attorney. Well, listen, you're, you're the governor of Rhode Island. And if you're going to sit down in some form of an official capacity with the state police and the attorney general's office, they're going to be asking you a lot of questions. Just a regular citizen would be well served to have some kind of legal counsel attorney there with them. It just stands to reason. And the governor kind of waved it off almost like, well, I, why would I need an attorney? I mean, folks, I can't tell you the number of times that some of these, you know, political uh, situations pop up. And like to me, when you've covered them enough times, you can see that the train is coming down the track and that this is going to be a problem. <clears throat> Not all the time, but a lot of times it just fits a pattern. And it it starts to have a lot of the same characteristics where first they they don't think it's a problem then they issue some kind of a denial then they say maybe they're going to look into it then they say they don't think they need an attorney and the next thing you know you know they're lawyered up and then they are being told they shouldn't be talking about it so the fact that any any governor this is not a governor mckeith any sitting official if you they were going to sit and be questioned by state police in the attorney general's office just for their own protection because that's what it comes down to they absolutely are entitled to have legal counsel should have legal counsel someone in there kind of guiding it a little bit even if it becomes that the attorney whoever that may be is sometimes playing like the bad cop like listen how much longer is this going to go you don't have to answer that you know someone that gets an idea of just how long where the question's going to go something like that but i i am i i don't know what to make of it. i mean one year from now there will be a democrat primary and and governor mckee again i don't know that much about his operation was the mayor of cumberland and and i'll be honest i i wasn't that paying attention that much when he was lieutenant governor you know i'll give him credit last year he was trying to help out small businesses and try to get some focus and attention kind of at an uphill battle um but whoever is advising him media wise they they just seem to be falling flat because he seems thrown the governor isn't expected to know everything but he he needs people to tell him what he doesn't know he can't read every newspaper but he needs someone reading every newspaper he needs to be briefed he needs to know what's going on in all different facets i'm not trying to say he's overwhelmed in the job i don't think he is i think he started off very strong he's definitely hit some turbulent water this is um this this is no small thing that he's five months in and his chief of staff had to resign in the investigation is not going to go away and channel 12 just unearthed more information again i have no bone to pick with tony silver when he said the whole reason this is going on is because i work at the state house i don't think that's what it is i think it's more of the element of what the, where this smoke this fire the, the fire department doesn't show up just to poke around someone's house maybe someone either pulled an alarm or they see some smoke but governor mckee i just don't know at what point the oh gee is this a story you know should i have known about that or that that act for his own benefit they need to get up to speed i can assure you that if the governor of the state has to go and face the state police and the attorney general and answer questions it will be a story it'll be a new england story you'll have uh, camera crews come down from boston channel five channel seven channel four um the fact that he's unaware of that or that a governor would go in with no legal counsel even if you have no one saying you anyone did anything wrong but if you're in a situation where there is could be legal consequences he'd be well served to have someone there whether it's on the outside or his own there's a bunch of lawyers at the state house the rhode island state house is the biggest law firm in rhode island all right a lot more ahead you're listening to the john DePietro show have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years contact Karen naturals at innovast digital marketing Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web 
at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L., it's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600. Don DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. This is DePietro.com. Joining me right now, he is a columnist for the Boston Globe, mostly focusing on Rhode Island, and his name is Dan McGowan. And Dan, you know, you wrote yesterday, and I thought it was great, about uh, Governor McKee was looking for a reset. It's it's almost a little hard to explain to some people, outsiders, just how significant this is, what happened, and how rapidly with with uh, with Tony Silva, his now former chief of staff. But I, I, I just want to start off, I'm curious, if, if you think he was successful in in trying to do a reset yesterday. You know, I think that um, he I thought he did an OK job yesterday, kind of uh, de- quickly defending the new chief of staff, Tony Afonso, who had a hand in the 38 Studios deal. Um, and, and, you know, that's going to be a political attack that, that he has to deal with. But I think he did a good job sort of, you know, trying to move past it. The challenge that the governor has is, look, he's a victim of being of being somewhat transparent, right? He goes in front of the press every single week. Yep. You know, two weeks ago, he's saying how he doesn't even think it's necessary to look into this because he, he said, I know what's going to what the outcome will be. And then two weeks later, you know, his, his chief of staff is out of a job. He, he kind of he's a guy who, you know, reacts in the moment and likes to kind of tell you what he, what's on his mind at, on his mind two weeks ago was nothing's going to happen here. This is an overblown story. I'm going to stick by a guy who's always stuck by me. What, what he missed was the thing that it feels like everybody else who was paying attention, you and I included, kind of saw the writing on the wall right we, we yeah. all saw this coming this was going to be a headache it was going to be uh, a constant story even through the the tropical storm things like that and so you know I, I think he the good news i guess politically for the governor is this is a year out it happened in august only the closest insideriest people were really paying attention to this but the truth is, as you said, like a lot of people don't quite understand what it means when the chief of staff leaves uh, a job. It's a, I mean, that is one of the two or three most important jobs in Rhode Island politics. Yes. And so to have a, a transition, um, you know, only a few months into your, into your term uh, or into your tenure as governor, it is, there's no doubt, it's it's a problem. And it's a, a thing that he's going to, I mean, God, there's still an, a state police investigation. So, you know, God forbid uh, Tony Silva is charged with a crime or something, then the governor has a real problem. For now, I think it's more insidery. I think it can be resolved. And I think he can kind of, you know, move past it. But he's going to be holding his breath until we really find out, you know, what, what the state police finds. Now, I, I think back to McGowan to that first weekend when, you know, it was the hasty cold press conference up in Cumberland outside of his house yeah. on the front lawn. And then when he sat down with your two former colleagues, Ted Nisi, Tim White, and they asked him, you know, I think it was his first sit down interview. What what was surprised the most? And he said, the media, this is That's someone right. who, as you said, we could kind of, you know, see it coming. 
and it was just so dramatic. And you wrote, you know, they I'm sure they don't like it, but that, that was like a text textbook example of how not to handle a scandal of him first saying, like, he's this guy, he's gonna hang in there, and then the next day announcing an investigation. And then, you know, Silva, that 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 interview with Tim White, again, your former colleague, that I like to me immediately, I'm like, well, this is not helping him in any way. And, you know, and then him announcing Silva now, the former chief of staff of I will not tell I'm not going to step aside. I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and then, I, I mean, have you ever seen a Monday morning at 10 of 11 is when they announced the chief of staff is retiring? As a, my first thing was like, what happened over the weekend? How? Why was this not done Friday at five o'clock if it's going to happen? Right. And my, and from what I can tell, and I was chasing this over the weekend. So I had yep. heard, uh, you know, the rumor that it, that something was coming and I kind of thought, oh, well, you know, they'll probably, if they can't get it out by, let's say Saturday night, they'll, uh, you know, they'll hold it. They'll wait a week and they'll, they'll do it Friday afternoon because right. that's Leading what you labor do. Day. Right. You yeah. hope that, you know, you hope people, miss now you had the entire week and you have the entire week of coverage of it like i said i said this last week you, you know channel 12's got a story and they're not That's gonna right. they're not gonna back down from it they're gonna pick every single chance they can for good reason god bless them yes. that's great work by them i think you know the other thing that's interesting john and something you and i talked about last week for the governor who has been <clears throat> like you and i've said pretty good in these press conferences yeah last week was very telling because when he was getting asked questions, he'd have, you know, a sentence answer and then he'd stop. The governor right. is typically somebody who um, I guess you would say, you know, the best of, for, for guys like you and I, we would say, oh, he's great. He's a great soundbite. He talks a lot, you know, for people who are maybe more communications professionals, they'd say, oh, you know, he has a tendency to put his foot in his mouth. Right. Because he he likes to answer your question and then without you asking it answer your next three questions right and it's it's a it's an interesting tendency whereas more disciplined politicians you know they'll it's asked and answered right they'll just they'll just answer the question it's almost more like an interrogation or like being on you know in a courtroom yep and, and i think that you know that it was telling last week how kind of nervous the governor was to say anything at all and i think going forward he's got to be careful because you know, he was quick to defend his guy and it turned out, you know, I mean, it turned out he got it wrong, right? He, 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 you don't, you can't say one week that, you know, you have full confidence in the chief of staff and then a week later be letting him go. And so right. less it, than a week, actually. less than a week. That's right. I mean. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the governor handles this going forward. And I think, uh, you know, you, the question you've been asking for a while is at what point does the governor realize that this press conference every week, you know, m might actually not pay dividends, that you might actually be a little bit, it, it might be better to be a little bit guarded. Um, I, I think he's going to have a challenge here because he's going to continue to get asked these questions. This is not what he wants. This is not why he's having these press conferences. He does no. not want to answer these questions. And that's and what I, I, I noticed yesterday, Dan McGowan. Again, folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. You know, back in, in June, it, it seemed he, like he was having fun doing it and even joking and getting to know the reporters. It wasn't fun yesterday. No. It wasn't fun last week. Uh, he He started getting a little like snippy and you can kind of tell because like yesterday all of a sudden he started really raising his voice when someone was asking yeah. him another question about tony silva and it the, it doesn't go away just because you say well i've already dealt with it and i put out a statement so that should be the end of it because then again now channel 12 has even more new reporting about right. it about this this uh a company that that Tony Silva had and Dan McGowan I also thought he said something very interesting yesterday that I picked up on was he was almost throwing out a warning shot at DM saying well I certainly hope there's not not anything there because it and his quote was because you know it takes two to tango so <laughs> I thought that was really interesting like he's saying well if someone at DM was kind of coercing or going along with Silva well then they they potentially could be in trouble I was really surprised he threw 
kind of a shot towards DEM. It almost came across, you know, as a, if it weren't him, if it were somebody else, you and I might interpret that as a little bit of a threat. Absolutely. Or, you know, Are that you kidding? Sort of thing. If that's Cianci, no. he's threatening, like, you guys better keep your story straight or right. well, you, know, here's you the, will be in trouble. Here's the other thing about Governor McKee that, uh, you know, I think I think all politicians who go from having you know very little spotlight to a lot of spotlight on them kind of suffer through is in his eyes ever since the beginning ever since he was ever since the day that the governor was nominated gina Raimondo was nominated to be commerce secretary he has viewed uh the coverage of him as negative he he thinks uh, I, I know what his staff truly believes that the press, a lot of the, certainly the mainstream press, I would assume me included in some ways, you know, is, was kinder to Gina Raimondo, you know, didn't give, remember he was counting the days when he, yeah. when he first got sworn in and he said, you know, you got to give me time, this sort of thing. They have a very, they just, they view this as kind of back against the wall sort of thing. Whereas you and I would say, I mean, I, having, I've written some negative things about the governor, but I would say overwhelmingly the press has kind of liked Dan McKee. Yes. I think those press conferences have gone relatively well. Vaccines right. he got right. You know, got the Providence teacher's contract done, whatever you yep. think of that. But they view this as attack. And mm. I, I think they view what they're mistaking is there's a, there's a real story to Tony Silva that that is clearly yeah. channel 12 has done a very good job on that. And I, I think they interpret it as well. How oh, just, just people out to get us and they got to quickly get away from that. Now Gina Raimondo handled this very differently. She too viewed the media as kind of a distraction and as, you know, a little bit out to get her, but she just ignored us, right? She right. just, you know, she picked her spots when she wanted to talk to us, when she had a story to tell, when she thought it was going to go well, but she mostly ignored it and kind of dismissed attacks. Dan McKee, on the other hand, he listens, he listens, he watches the news at night, he reads the paper, he listens to the radio. And so he's, he's taking this all in every day. And I, I think he's a little bit overwhelmed by the coverage yeah. Um, not by the job necessarily. That's that's too soon to say. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Dean McGowan, Boston Globe, right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, mega truck and trailer repair as i said commercial trailers diesel equipment free estimates fhwa inspections and rhode island state inspection station trailer pickup and delivery 24-hour mobile service serving rhode island and massachusetts it's mega truck and trailer repair call them today 508-336-2110 24-hour mobile service and also abs repairs brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today. 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Calvino call for a free consultation today 401-785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident motorcycle accident slip and fall workplace injury fight back Call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great 
if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to stay with Governor McKeever just for a moment. First of all, any insight as to Governor, uh, Commerce Secretary Raimondo was in town last Friday. I mean, what is her reaction five months in on the job and Governor McKee's chief of staff is forced to retire, resign, whatever you want to call it. But any idea of I, I, I had heard that privately they were like laughing. Like, Well, they had a, these, they, you know. I don't know if you've uh, if if this has been actually out there public, but there was a Gina Raimondo staff reunion party on Saturday night uh, on the east side of Providence, and so wow. something tells me that uh, there th- there was probably a little bit of snickering, <laughs> big time, <laughs> you know, uh, in their wine and and and, and cheese uh, as they talked about this, and so yeah, I mean, look, I think the governor, I think governor, or, or I'm sorry, Secretary Raimondo probably you know he didn't like the way the the transition went necessarily but you know i give her the benefit of the doubt she probably she obviously wants the state to do okay she wants things to work out um i wouldn't say the same necessarily about her former staffers i think they all right right they all have the best of intentions but right. but they were at odds with the McKee people. that's right and, and yeah they, and i wrote about this a lot at the beginning and yes. they pushed back so much but Look, it's a very different style, right? It's it is East Side versus Blackstone Valley. It's it's you know we're we're Ivy League, we're outsiders, and then and then yeah. we kind of the the pendulum shifted the exact other way to being very kind of inside baseball and inside the crowd of you know who's been around Dan McKee forever. So, you know, I, I don't think by any means they want the governor to fail, but I, I think that they're. Uh, kind, they're, they're certainly like snickering is the best word. They're certainly snickering about, you know, how this has, has played out just a few months in on the job. Najee McCown, what did you hear? Cause you were saying you could hear over the weekend that things were bubbling up, maybe even to Saturday night. Two things I heard, I heard number one, that they didn't know he was going to approach Tim White in that way. And it, it did not come off that he helped himself in that interview, that and this, my hero construction thing that no one seemed to know about, it seemed like there was more to it, and and perhaps the governor was caught off guard that maybe there was a little bit more to that story. But what 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 did you hear that maybe was going to be the cause where there was almost a Saturday night uh, press release? Well, to me, what what started it was was before uh, some of the most recent reporting. I think the fact that the mayor of Cumberland has been yeah. pretty pretty open that that he, he felt has. like he was being pressured. You know, yes. by the governor's chief of staff. Um, I think that, again, misreading the coverage, I think that the governor's office initially interpreted that as, well, you know, we're not, we, we have, we didn't support him for, you know, his first campaign. So he's just kind of like twist the knife at us a little bit, but it, it carried and it, and it got picked up everywhere and it was a big deal. And then, you know, he, he, I think the governor said one thing and said, I'll let you ask the Cumberland mayor. Reporters come back to the Cumberland mayor and the mayor says, no, no, no. To be clear, I felt like he was trying to pressure me. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that started it. And then, yeah, I think you're right. I think he had a cup. I, I think this, you know, I think they started to look a little bit closer at, um, you know, at his, at, at, at Tony Silva's kind of dealings and, and had some real questions. And I think the, the interview with Tim White did not go well. They did not like how that looked. Um, you know, nobody likes to get ambushed by Tim White. And ambush might be a strong word, but nobody likes to be in the parking lot with Tim White. Um, virtually, you know, he almost never come off looking particularly good there. But uh, I think Tony Silva came across looking pretty bad. Remember, this is, you know, a situation where you start to say, well, how come they didn't vet, uh, you know, the chief of staff? Well, guess what? In in Dan McKee's eyes, he, this has been his chief of staff for several years. Of course, That's I'm bringing right. him along with me. There, yes. there was no need to, right. you know, c- to conduct some comprehensive background check for some of these top jobs because, it, it, you know, I know the guy. He's my friend. Right. Um, and I think that beca- that's a little bit of a challenge, that transition where you kind of just went with your old, you know, the people, you know, you, you trust them. And then I think Dan McKee in this case got burnt. 
Well, then not only that, but these are, to me, I view these as self-inflicted wounds, not the media attacking them. It, you know, it was the governor that said he was going to have the state police take a look at Bud Craddock. So that's why he's under investigation. And when you start that precedent, he's the one that announced the attorney general state that's police right. would look at the silver matter. I had a question. What was he even doing at the state house the day that that he should have been working remotely? They have offices everywhere. What was he doing there at the parking lot? Talk about like easy to find unless he thought he could talk his way through. But what also then surprises me is, for instance, now yesterday I did go to the briefing and I thought I asked very reasonable questions. The governor almost seemed surprised. Well, if I'm called to talk to the state police, I'll go willingly. I won't need an attorney. Like, are you kidding me? Like, if I'm called, you're the, the, the you're the witness. You're the one the, the mayor called. You've talked to both parties. Plus, you've talked to DEM. And you don't think it's going to be a story that the governor is being questioned by the state police in the attorney general's office? Yeah. Like, that'll be perp walk coverage. Well, like, they, again, damn, I'm going, I'm not peeing on them, but this naiveness of when do they realize they're out of Cumberland? You like, just guys, said the, get you, a grip. You just said you use the best term that you could possibly use. And Again, he D- Dan McKee will probably listen to this and think that we're you know accusing him we're of being not a criminal. Picking but on it, him. it looks it looks like a perp walk when when the governor yes. has to, you know remember go back you, use use an example that I think is actually pretty relevant here. Remember all the people that got that had to go in front of a, a grand jury when it came to thirty eight studios, right? Yes. Yep. Every every time somebody appeared in front of the grand jury. Look, the, the news, me included, you included, we treated it like they were the ones that were about to Absolutely. You know, be in trouble. Yeah. Or the Brit trial. Oh, the Brit, great example. The, uh, the, the grand jury. You and right. Montanaro and Skenyon out in front of the grand jury. He doesn't think it's going to be news. And I can't believe that I won't need a lawyer. A lawyer who no one, who, like anyone of means, you would have some legal counsel. For crying out loud, Nerone is going to have you? behind closed doors with the state police they could ask you anything you want you right. think you're just gonna float in like right. and they're I, gonna I, want to remember peter Nero- <laughs> here's uh, the thing peter narona can look at this case and say you know, look there there's at the very least there's smoke here with tony yes. silver right and so yes. he he sees an opportunity remember uh peter narona you know coming from as former u.s attorney he was just so focused on public corruption and i remember talking to him uh you know i was i used to obviously i covered the city of providence for a million years so i remember talking to him about some of the issues in in the providence city council years ago and i remember almost trying to give him a a a sort of a way a a wiggle out of you know of our conversation i said you know i think he was the u.s attorney at the time was before he had become uh, uh or maybe he had just left u.s attorney and he said i have zero tolerance for any form of public corruption, whether it right. be you misspent your campaign funds or you stole from the public. And in mm. his view on this is very hard line. It is. If oh, you yeah. do this, you should never be allowed in public life again. You know, there's no comeback here. And so he, that's his view of the world when it comes to, you know, public corruption type cases. So he's not going to go with kid gloves in this situation. And if the governor's going to go in, and have a conversation with him and think that this is going to be, you know, two elected officials just having a beer. That's not what's going to happen. Absolutely not. And I'll go on record, Dan McGowan, based on what I know, I'm telling you, I think Silva's going to face charges. So I'm not saying he's going to the ACI for the next 10 years, but his conversation with the mayor uh, over the coffee and things that were said, and I, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that there's going to be charges resulting from this. Well, and you, you just power you said, of the office. He yeah. was using the power of the office of the governor to try to get this, the mayor to bend to his will. Yeah. Now, well, and, and you, you know, crime. You, one thing that you that that you you were right about here is, and I, I'm not sure, you know, hard for me to make that prediction right now, but I'll, I, I I hear you and I see where you're going with it. The thing I would say is, keep in mind that sometimes. You know, we cover this as, oh, you know, it's either going to be the big charge, the go to jail charge or nothing. But you're right. You get these guys on the little on on small things. You failed to, you know, you operated as a contractor without a license. You did. Right. There's lots of things that an investigation opens up. That's why it's a big mistake to 
you know, try to he, the governor by calling in the attorney general and the state police, he almost treated it the way, you know, uh, Governor Cuomo treated, you know, his own situation in yes. New York. You don't want them involved. If they're going to no. get involved, let them do it on their own. Right. And the last thing, because the last thing Peter Neron wants before we break is he doesn't want anyone saying, oh, here we go with the That's I right. know a guy type of thing. Exactly so, right. hey, they got Al Capone on tax evasion charges. Folks, quick break. A <laughs> uh, lot more Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly totaled vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police Fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And, Dan, it is interesting to watch the situation with the governor because, as I like the expression, the train is moving faster. You broke a good scoop today in Roadmap, and that is – this is like the last thing he needs, but it's it's happening and that is now that apparently the firefighters are going to challenge this vaccine mandate. Yeah, this is the State Association of oh, Firefighters. Wow. So they're a big, you know, this is a big deal. That's the, the Paul Valletta crowd, for those who pay attention to this pretty closely. Uh, right, huge membership. It's firefighters in almost every community, uh, exception being Providence, which have their own association. Um, and they're concerned. You know, they say, look, we 25% of our members, we think, are not vaccinated yet. Wow. And, uh, and, you know, right, they fall under emergency certified, you know, medical cert, EMT certification, things like that. And so they have to be vaccinated by October 1st. Oh. They're, con- they're considering a legal challenge here and trying to get maybe a temporary restraining order. Uh, they're going to vote on this on Thursday night. Uh, so tomorrow night to, to, to talk about it. And you, you, what's interesting, particularly with the firefighters, is because they have the statewide influence, but also influence in every city and town. Yeah, this is where the governor is going to have some real challenges. You know, he's dealing with the the Home Healthcare Worker Association, and and I think he's kind of writing them off and saying, "Look, deal with it." You know, right. if you're a healthcare worker, he's that's, trying to ignore them. That's right. exactly right. It's hard to ignore the firefighters because impossible. First, Right. For, the couple uh, of them were there. The couple of them were there at the state house the other day. Well, and as you know, first they tell you they're going to go to court. Then they're protesting everything oh. you do. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and so he's got a real challenge here. Now, I would say, uh, you know, he seems to be really stuck in, in saying, you know, I, oh. I want to get this done. I think he, that's the advice he's getting from, you know, healthcare workers. I think that's probably the advice that the, you know, that nationally healthcare or, uh, you know, CDC and, and other places w- would kind of want to give. But one thing I would say about the governor, though, is we've seen him reverse course a bunch of different times, right? Yeah. No mask mandate. Then we're going to have a mask mandate. You wonder is he going to feel so much pressure here that he says, you know, October 1st just isn't going to work. Maybe we push it back a little bit, things like that. So keep an eye on that because if the firefighters sue, first of all, they could they could actually win. But more importantly, it's just a huge headache for the governor. Uh, Dan McGowan, something else I just wanted to ask you about was yesterday. Boy, he really doesn't like a question where Seth Magaziner's name is attached to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, right? well he, he's – Yes, he he hates the idea. And look, oh. they all do. Whenever whenever they're you're asking about their opponents, uh, you know, he wants to. He's always going to push back. I I honestly think even I think the Tony Silva situation. I think they view this as this is opposition research. It's just coming from the other campaigns. Which I can tell you. I mean, 
is it something that that everybody's talking about absolutely is it something that you know was aggressively pushed by the other campaigns i don't think so i think they dug no. their own hole here yes folks again we're speaking with dan mcgowan of the boston globe and and i don't want to take away from there are some great stories uh in the globe and starting with no one has better coverage i mean it's something we normally don't focus on but dan mcgowan boy the the patriot decision to let go cam newton that, that was a national story yesterday. Yeah, and broke, luckily, thankfully, by my colleague Jim McBride at the Globe, uh, you know, broke the original story about it. And big deal, I mean, obviously, for lots of football reasons. But also, I think you're going to start to get into this conversation about, you know, vaccinated players versus not vaccinated players. This is a there's a broader story here than just the sports world. But it also means, you know, it does appear as though. Uh, the Patriots, you know, this is the real move on from Tom Brady, right? You had a couple of years of Cam Newton, but they believe this quarterback, Mac Jones, is the, you know, is hopefully the 20-year quarterback, uh, you know, of the future for the Patriots. Now, Dan McGowan, you also wrote a great piece. Uh, what an amazing story about the interim superintendent of the Providence Public Schools, how, boy, what a what a story that he has in background and how he landed to where he is right now, the new acting superintendent. Yeah, this is Javier Montañez. And, and can you imagine this? This is a kid who, uh, he, I mean, just an incredible, I encourage everybody to go read it because it's just an incredible story. But he's, he's 15, 16 years old at Hope High School in Providence. And the, the story that he told me was, He'd already been, he'd already just chosen to move out of his house, had a dangerous substance abuse type life, you know, family, family was a mess. He, he was already on his own, trying to go to school, trying to get things done. A teacher gives him a ride home. Uh, he has to lie about where he lives because, the you know, he doesn't want the teacher to know he's homeless. Teacher knows, he's, the teacher's on to him because teachers usually can, uh, you know, you can see what's going on with a, with a student. The teacher finds him the same night in Roger Williams Park, uh, kind of laying under a tree, and, and he lies again. He says, look, I, you know, I'm just resting my eyes here. I'm just, you know, I wanted to be alone, yada, yada, yada. And you, you hope, right, in, in the movies, the story is the teacher went and saved him, and he became a great success. This story, he never went back to school. He was afraid. Wow. He was afraid that the teacher might call child services, something like that. You know, he might, he could get moved into DCYF care, whatever. Uh, never goes back and doesn't, decides to, moves back to New York, uh, you know, is working odd jobs and, you know, meets, meets the woman, you know, the woman that he, that he now is married to. They, they get pregnant and he says, God, I have to put my life together. This is a guy who barely could read. He's dyslexic. He, uh, gets his GED, then he says, ah, you know what, I'll get my associate's degree too, gets his associate's, gets his bachelor's degree, uh, becomes a teacher, and has now worked his way all the way up to being the, uh, the, the acting superintendent in private schools. It is, I don't care who you are, where you stand politically, this is a remarkable story, um, and it's an incredibly tough job. You know, it's hard not to root for him, and it's also hard not to realize boy, this is it's a heavy lift to be in this job, but it's a great, great story of perseverance, overcoming odds. Um, and really, I mean, it's the American dream uh, in so many ways. Folks, so speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, as a Providence resident, I, I thought the piece very interesting, again, in the Globe, public nuisance or public art, community leaders divided over graffiti in Providence. As someone that lives in the city, you tell me, is it public nuisance or is it or is it art? I, I thought it was interesting. Of course, like a Cat Kerwin, she thinks it's uh, it's a form of art. But as someone who's in the city and covered the city, I'm anxious to hear your take on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I fall on the side of nuisance. I do. Yeah. Uh, to me, you know, when I have to go to, you know, as you know, we talked about it a million times. I coach baseball in Providence. Yep. When I have to go to our field. And our dugouts have been spray painted, ah. uh, you know, by by whoever. It doesn't matter who they are. Um, that is not someone expressing art. That is someone who's writing a swear word that a seven-year-old is going to see, right? Wow. That is that is not okay. Now, look, are there graffiti artists who do really impressive work and and uh, you know and, and very often get you know commissioned to do this work legally and 
you know, and respectfully and all that. Absolutely. Of course. Look, we know, we all know the Shep Ferry story about Buddy Cianci from, yeah. you know, decades ago. It's, those are outliers to me, at least. I think a lot of the graffiti you're seeing, particularly in Kat Kerwin's uh, neck of the wood, which is that Smith Hill right by the state house area. Uh, you know, it's, these are crimes of opportunity. And unfortunately they're oftentimes crimes where, the property owner, you know, is a landlord who's not really around very often. So somebody spray paints on the house and it becomes, you know, then somebody breaks a window and then you've got a really major problem on your hands. So I think, you know, sure, we should be we should be encouraging young people in Providence to, you know, express themselves artistically. They don't have to do it by, you know, by littering or by spray painting, you know, swear words on public buildings or on private yeah. property. Yeah. Uh, last question. What, what do you think? Where does Mayor Lorza come down on that? <laughs> Good question. I mean, that's a little bit of a layup question for me. Uh, you know, I think he I think he probably falls more in the Kat Kerwin world. Uh. Let, let people express themselves. But, you know, one thing I'll say about him, and I think he would probably have a similar answer to me is, he does understand, he, you know, look, he lives in Silver Lake. He lives in a yeah. neighborhood that's a little bit rough. And I think he does understand that, you know, the sort of the, these low hanging fruit, the, you know, it's the broken windows theory that a lot of people talk about these little crimes, spray painting, throwing trash on the ground, breaking windows. Uh, they do potentially open up, you know, a can of worms for an entire neighborhood to be kind of taken under. And so I'm sure he has concerns about it. I'm sure he'd prefer that they, you know, be able to buy spray paint for kids and let them spray paint murals and, you know, uh, in specific parts of the city, things like that. But overall, he's also a very liberal mayor who, you know, I think he I think he doesn't think that, uh, you know, you should be throwing kids in jail over this kind of thing. Folks, you heard me mention, uh, and he did it again, broke a story in Roadmap. It arrives every every morning. It's free. And Dan McGowan, if you could be so kind just to explain to people how they could also start to receive it. Yeah, thanks, John. Every week I do this, and every week I get dozens and dozens of messages from people that are signing up. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, the very, very simple. And John's right. You get you know, new stuff for me. Today we broke the story about the firefighters potentially yep. suing the state. You know, you get analysis from me. You get sometimes just fun, interesting stuff that's happening in the state. Um, you get all of our stories that are in the globe, my column, all my colleagues, great reporting. Uh, and you get a rundown for the day. Where's the governor today? What's, you know, what's the big press conference of the day? So if you just send me a blank email, uh, just a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is. It's completely free and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Okay, McGowan, great job as always. We'll talk to you again. Good to talk to you, John. Thanks. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401 401- 439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote, 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a... Uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram 
are also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401 431 2300. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. It's My Health, right in that old white church, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isaiye, honey, maple syrup, Octave Skin Brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skin care products, hair care care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's My Health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401 305 3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. J. Perry Paving always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. Get your driveway paved. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company. They will meet your needs no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 401- 732-1730-401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. 